Most mornings I wake up to the sound of busy cars rushing past, a sign that I should probably get up and do some work for the day. However, on Sunday mornings it's a little quieter and a bird decides that, especially in the summertime when my window's open, that he's going to blast his song through my window and wake me up. And there's usual conversations between myself and the bird where I quote Bible verses saying, a loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. And the bird replies in his own words, I lived here first. <laughs> but I'm grateful to that bird because on the rare occasion that I forget to set my alarm, I kid you not, that bird has tapped at my window at least twice. I'm not kidding. The first time it happened, I thought, what is this? <laughs> and um, it, it seems to be a love-hate relationship with this bird. <laughs> and I will miss that bird and the loudness uh, of it as I go to join the loudness of London. So that's how I usually wake up in the mornings. But it all sounds so perfectly peaceful, doesn't it? It's a beautiful distraction from the busyness and the reality that is out there in our world today. Especially with so much that is happening right on our doorstep. It's difficult to sing a good father when things have been so troubling for others as news update notifications break through the birdsong and present a world in despair and in deprivation. The truth is that we cannot hide away from this reality for long. We must face these situations openly, honestly and bravely. In a world that is grieving and suffering, We need something to hang our hope on. And our hopes, our dreams. And as Christians, we hang our hopes on hope itself. Hope which hung on a cross. We have a good shepherd. We have a good father and a good God. And I can say that with confidence because of how our shepherd responds in times of trouble, in times of despair, and in times of darkness. The good shepherd is good because the shepherd responds to reality. Our shepherd does not hide away and create an alternative universe. In a world full of heartlessness and ruthlessness, where cruelty is an ever-present reality, our good shepherd comes down and gets dirty. He gets amongst the muck. The good shepherd is seeking 
the least and the lost. He holds us close and gives us comfort and consolation in times of fear. And what's more is that the Good Shepherd knows us all, not just as a congregation or as a community of people, but as individuals. God knows our name. And we may behave like sheep, wandering off and doing silly things. But yet God calls us by our name. From the beginning of time, we have hidden our shame, our nakedness. Adam and Eve, ashamed and naked, hiding and God still came to them and called them out. Where are you? The good shepherd asks us, where are you? You do not need to be ashamed. I am here for you. I care for you. I can counsel you. I can guide you. The sheepfold has a gate and the function of the shepherd is to be this gate allowing sheep to come in and go out but not just wander protecting sheep protecting us Jesus is the gate to God for us he is the only way to the Father. And we must learn not to resent this, but to accept it. The enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. But the Good Shepherd comes to bring life in all its fullness. Have you taken Christ's offer of life today. <clears throat> that offer of hope. In that clip, the children were responding out of compassion. It wasn't a case of, we need to think about what we're going to do. Maybe I'll make some plans as to how I can help. It was an immediate response of compassion and care. So many times we look at hope as being something for tomorrow. The truth is, hope is now. Hope is what we do here and now. We need to make hope a reality in the present. If we get an idea about what we can do to help someone or do something practical. We need to make a move in that moment. No matter how small that move or that action, we must not allow fear to hinder our hope. Fear is crippling. 
It disables our ability to move forward. For years, I allowed fear to control my life, stopping it from even just from even just bothering to start a project, write some music, take a test, write an essay, learning to drive. It took me nearly 20 years before I decided to learn how to drive because I was scared of failing. Fear can, can destroy your life. It can hinder progress and shatter dreams. The truth is, we do not need to wait or to hold off for hope, for dreams to become a reality. You do not need to wait to attain a qualification. The qualified are around you. We are surrounded by a community of people, and this is why the Bible says to seek and keep a council of wisdom around you. When God calls us to do something, we must learn to let go of our attachments to life and follow his call, trusting him and not worrying about tomorrow. We need to stop thinking that we are not good enough. Trying to get things under control first. Once I've sorted this out in my life, then maybe I'll look at that for the future. Once I've cleaned up my swearing or my bad behavior, then I can be a better Christian and help the poor. The problem with this is that we fall into the trap and the danger of becoming a case of spiritual pride. given that we want to congratulate ourselves for having gone through the discipline which is rewarded by our realization that we've gone through this. We need to be humbler than that. We live in a culture obsessed with status and high demands and expectations when we need to become a culture of humility with focus on action rather than attachment. Without hope, there is no purpose. We all have times of loss, heartache and desperation. But we must remember to look to the Good Shepherd who is there to comfort, to protect us and guide us we can trust him. He is not a hired hand. He looks out for us because God's mission is a mission of mercy and love. He lays down his life for us because that is what hope does. Paradoxically, hope dies so that our hope may live. Christ is committed to each one of us. We must place our hope in the Good Shepherd today, regardless of the situations that surround us.
Will you surrender to hope? Amen.